You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Life just changed, as you know. You guys are mm-hmm. into your third right now. And I just wasn't showing up great. And, you know, from, from a self-awareness perspective, I was able to catch that. And I know I'm at my best when it's early in the morning, when I've been for a run, when I'm out of my comfort zone, when I'm working with a great team, and when I've got something that's putting pressure on and keeping me honest. And I just said to myself, I need something like that to anchor me looking forward. And I signed up to this event and I probably could have signed up to the 50K or something a little bit shorter, but in chatting with a mate, he was up for it and uh, we thought we'd do the 102. So I do it because it's an important part of helping me do a great job every day. And that's not just a, that's not just a professional job, that's personally in my life as well. It helps me show up well, it helps me turn up with the right attitude. And it just helps me make sure that I stay forward-looking and optimistic. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. We've got a really strong program development process. We are confident that we have the programs, we have the people, and we have the science, as well as the art and craft, to continue to make world-leading product. And we're going to continue to do that. So I think, you know, if you are a part of Les Mills or want to be a part of Les Mills, it's going to have an exciting future. And I think that's probably the most important thing for instructors and clubs and other people to hear because we are committed to that. We're committed to creating a better future. We're, commit, we're committed to creating a fitter planet and the product through which we do it will keep advancing. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Ricky is a fitness industry expert, having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002. We talk everything fitness, business, and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey. A massive welcome to all the new listeners who I know will listen to this podcast for the first time. Um, I'm going to introduce myself first. Uh, I'm Ricky Long. I'm a guy who works in the fitness industry, loosely, to help group fitness instructors in fitness, health and business. I believe the industry is at a critical place. I believe the group effect is one of the most important parts of the industry, whether that's gym members having a coffee at 9am on a Saturday before their workout, a gym floor kettlebell class with five or six members right in the middle of a busy gym floor or in your main studio with 30 odd people doing Zumba, Fit Club or a Les Mills workout, a circuits workout or whatever. I want to do more to help group fitness instructors. It's why this podcast was created. It's why I post what I post on social media. I believe the industry is constantly undervalued the group fitness instructors and this is massively demonstrated by many things including the pay that group fitness instructors receive. To give you an example, a group fitness instructor in the UK is paid between 18 and 25 pounds for a typical class. In order to earn the UK average wage according to HMRC and other government statistics of £25,000 a year, a group fitness instructor at £25 a class would need to teach 21 classes per week and that's based on a 48 week year. Yet the industry, the clubs, the governing bodies constantly say how important group fitness instruction is and how valued the group fitness instructor is and how valued the group fitness space is. It is not reflected in their actions on many things, including pay. 
leading supermarket chains in the UK have just announced workers will be paid £10 an hour. Oh, and wait, those 21 classes a week is just income. I haven't deducted any business expenses through that. So in reality, to make that £25,000 a year, it's probably going to be closer to 30 classes. This is why so many good instructors leave the industry and just stop teaching. So if there's any new listeners out there who wants to chat further about this and make some changes, let's do it. I think now where the fitness industry is and what it's going to come through, now is a chance where we can actually take some action rather than just talking about change. So let's get around the table, let's get on Zoom calls and let's talk about making the industry better and group fitness better and I will champion better facilities, better working environments, uh, including better pay for the group fitness instructor. Round over, right, let's turn direction to the podcast with Clive. Uh, I do uh, an introduction at the start of the podcast, so if you don't already know who Clive is, you'll get um, a little bit of that in the introduction, but more so you'll understand who Clive is probably in the first 30 minutes of the episode. Uh, Short a short note is Clive is the CEO of Les Mills, which most of you will already know. We talk in this episode about how we first met at a Les Mills event in 2019. Did it speak actual words, Uh We first met at a Les Mills event in 2019. And since then, Clive has helped me with a lot of things in my personal and professional life. Clive probably spends the majority of connections like this, podcasts, conferences, Zooms, Microsoft Teams, you know, Blue Jeans calls, um, and conferences, kind of chatting business, chatting Les Mills, etc, etc. Um, so what I wanted to do in this podcast is kind of, let's do the Les Mills chat for 50% of the time and just have general other chat for the other 50% of the time. Um, so yeah, for the first half of this, you know, we're away from Les Mills land. We kind of just talk about endurance sports uh, or reasons why and a little, uh, we, we touch on mental health towards the transition into Les Mills. <laughs> um, so apologies for the connection, by the way, at times, you know, we're obviously we're using Zoom and um, Clive's in New Zealand. I'm in Scotland in the UK. And this is, you know, we all know what Zoom's like. It, it is what it is. If we could have got around the table, we would do that. And um, we'll do that at some point in the future. So it drops in and out at times. Um, I've also left in how we started the chat, so kind of before I did the introduction. Um, so just so you don't think it's a little bit weird when I say, right, let's hand over here. Um, the reason why I did that was just to give you an idea of the flow of the chat. It was very, very conversational the whole way through, um, which uh, you know we, we both really enjoyed. Well, I really enjoyed. I, I hope Clive did as well. <laughs> um, sponsors are turned off for this episode. Uh, sponsors will be back on the next couple of episodes in February. Uh, so for now, you can, anyone new, if you want to connect with me any further, you can follow me anywhere on social media, RickyLong42, you'll find me on all platforms. Uh, my website is rickylong.com and you can email me, ricky at rickylong.com. What I do love is when you screenshot your listening of this episode, stick it in your Instagram stories, say how wonderful it was and tag other people who you think should listen to this episode or any other episode of the Ricky Long podcast. This is episode 166. My name's Ricky Long. 
This is Clive Armorod, the CEO of Les Mills International. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Right. Recording in progress. Not yeah, us. we're good to go. We always joke that that noise you just heard, that re- recording is in progress. It's the same woman who does the grip countdown. <laughs> similar age, very yeah. similar. Can, can you confirm or deny that? <laughs> no, I don't know. I can't confirm or deny, but I can confirm it's she sounds similar. <laughs> very similar. Yeah, maybe that's something we should do at some point. Like you know how Lesnar's used to do the competitions, like the one, and that yeah. maybe we should do a competition to get you know different people to do the grit countdown, different, different accents yeah. from around the world, different yeah. accents from around the world. That's that's <laughs> not a bad shout. Yeah, yeah. Those one competitions are wicked. We just done it again actually in China, and um, oh, it's just amazing to see some of the talent that's uncovered. Eh? It's just awesome. I saw it. It's the only time Matt Thraxton uses his Instagram story when he's doing those events. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and he's like right in with events and all the yeah. things he's doing. Yeah. Introducing to the podcast, it is Clive Ormerod, who is the CEO of Les Mills International. Uh, Clive joined Les Mills in March 2018. He joined as a CMO and moved into the role as CEO, replacing Philip Mills in June 2019. A family man living in Auckland, New Zealand with his wife, Diana and family. Did I pronounce Diana correctly? You said that perfectly, yes. <laughs> uh, Clive, Clive performs multiple endurance sporting events, including Ironman, Marathon, and soon-to-be Ultramarathon. A senior business leader with a passion for shaping a strong people culture, a general management, marketing, and commercial background, and a proven track record in delivering business results. Lovely, thank you for that. That's an awesome intro. How's it, Ricky? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're obviously just chatting before we hit record. Um, just just had my dinner. Seven o'clock here at night. It's eight o'clock in the morning for you. you have you had breakfast yet? Or I have. Yeah, and no, I was yeah. up early. But I was normally up for training, but today is my uh, is a rest day, so I'm taking it easy this morning. Yeah. People are going to tune into this and are going to be expecting all the standard Les Mills chat, business chat. We're just going to catch up for 20, 30 minutes about general endurance. And that and we'll talk. Awesome. About, yeah, we'll talk about the events that. you have coming on. Um, but f- first of all, like, who is Clive? If you were asked to introduce yourself, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, someone who cares about helping people at the heart of it. You know, I think the thing that gets me out of bed, the thing that really helps put fire in my belly, is motivating and inspiring others. And for me, that's such an important part of making an impact in the world. So, mm-hmm. Clive is someone who helps helps uh, or enjoys helping others. Clive is a family person. I'm married to Diana, as you said. I've got two kids, Georgia and Cooper, uh, both born in London, now living back in New Zealand. Um, someone who is competitive, very competitive. You know, like I like putting myself out of my comfort zone. So I'm pretty clear on when I'm at my best and the environment I need to be a part of to hopefully do good things. And someone who just wants to keep learning. So Clive's always looking for opportunities to learn and grow and making sure that I surround myself with great people. Lockdown is over in New Zealand. And when the first lockdown happened, you went for the standard shaved head, beard look. Um, how, how did that go? How was oh, that? Not straight up. It wasn't, it wasn't a straight up look, um, but it went fine. It went good. You know, like I'm someone who likes getting my hair cut every two to three weeks. I'm uh, pretty obsessed about that. And obviously you can get your hair cut. So I just started doing it myself at home. Or I actually got my wife, Diana, to do it. And um, yeah, it was good just to be able to rock a different look. 
I think though also um you and I had a bit of banter about you potentially shaving your head as well. So oh, we're breaking up, we're breaking up here the connections going. Why do you say that? Because I do have it in writing, the commitment you made to shave your head if I shave mine. So um looking forward to you doing that. And maybe your listeners will be able to give you a little bit of encouragement to go ahead and go and do that. Should we set some sort of goal if this podcast gets retweeted and shared in Instagram stories, you know, a thousand times I'll shave my head. Well, maybe just a couple times even. <laughs> not a chance, not a chance. But by complete coincidence, my uh, razor broke last week and I had to buy a new one last week. And so I've got a brand new and it's the hair trimmer set. So, Perfect. you know, like Perfect. I said, we're, we're in lockdown right now. So we're probably looking at another four or five weeks before barbers, etc. open. So we'll see. M- middle of February, we'll look out for that. Have to get Lindsay to, um, to shave your head for you then. So, well, she did that the last time. It wasn't a complete shave. We actually tried to do her cut, and it was two and a half episodes of Suits that lasted. So we're talking nice. two and a half hours here. And nice. before, there wasn't that many arguments because I was engrossed in Suits, but it was a long <laughs> time. <laughs> good on you and good on her. Um, like I said, we're, we're going to chat Les Mills, etc. later. Um, I, I want to chat about endurance sports. You have an ultra marathon coming up. So what, what's an ultra marathon and just talk us through the process and training and that. Yeah, I've got an event. It's coming up in just under three weeks, actually. So 13th of February is the day. Um, so only a few weeks away. And I've been training for almost uh, 30 weeks now. So it's been it's been a big, big commitment. It's probably been the biggest commitment to training I've made, even bigger than when I did the Ironman. Or, or maybe I can't remember that far back. But I'm doing an ultra marathon. An ultra marathon is anything that's longer than a marathon. The event that I'm doing has a 50 kilometer option and a 102 kilometer option. I'm doing 102. So it's going to be an amazing challenge. You know, I think it's probably going to be one of the biggest challenges I've ever had to put myself through because the thing with an Ironman, and you've done it, so you know, is that you've got three disciplines. So you can mix it up across swimming and biking and running. Whereas now it's just running or walking, running for 102 Ks and the pressure and the impact on the body is just huge. So the training has been something like no other. And I actually, I've just come off the back of my biggest training week, which was last week. So I'm into now a three week taper, um, slightly less training and hopefully starting to get my body in good nick. When you say a a big week, what, what, what was the big week for you? Um, total mileage kilometers was just under 120 Ks um, I did last week. Uh, the weekend was I did 60, a 62 K run on Saturday and a 22 K run on Sunday. So 84 Ks over the two days within 24 hours. And uh, yeah, it was tough, really, really tough, Me- mentally tough, probably more uh-huh. than physically. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I would say this to people about endurance sports and said, once you've got over the first hour of physical demands on the body, as in keep your legs running for 60 minutes or swimming for 60 minutes, the rest of it is just that conversation you have in your head. 100%. Yeah. yeah and it, 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 it either breaks you or um, it inspires you in some way. Yeah. Yeah. It can't break you. It definitely can't break you. And it might sort of knock you back for a few moments or put you into a dark space. But uh, I agree. I I think, you know, you know, for a long, a long event, whether it's a long swim like you're into or doing an Ironman or this run Mm -hmm. that I'm doing, you've got to do the work beforehand. So you've got to train and you know that if you trained, then it is going to be a mental challenge. 
the thing with that I love about endurance events is exactly that is you 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 get found out if you mm-hmm. haven't done the graft. If you yeah. haven't worked hard and put in the work beforehand, you get found out. And yeah. that's going to be a big challenge. So um, that's what I'm looking forward to. Excellent. And how long total is the training? You say you're in week 30 now? Yeah, so just coming into what, week 34 30 weeks. Now. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be yeah, just like 33 weeks until race day. So um, uh, yeah, so Bevan James Isles, he's actually one of our body attack. Uh-huh. Trainers, he's a run coach as well and he's got his own business that looks to inspire people and get people fit and get people moving and he's been my run coach now for that entire time and he is just awesome he's uh, he's inspiring and motivational and um, yeah he's uh-huh. been just amazing to be alongside I'm, I'm supposed to just talking about the training side of it is it all running or do you have strength sessions R- running and core so I'm pretty much doing, I'm doing um, CX work, so Les Mills call uh, once or twice a week. I've been doing that from the start. I mean, I sort of went into it doing quite a mix of programs, whether it be grit or pump, um, CX works, um, ceremony or conquer here in our Auckland gym. So mm-hmm. I went into it reasonably physically fit from a, um, a weights perspective or from a strength perspective, but it's been very much endurance now. And, and I've lost a lot of weight. I've lost oh, a yeah. lot of body mass. Joke with a lot of people that uh, I've just got no upper body to show anymore. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be some hard work to get it back afterwards. So a different focus in a few weeks' time. How, how do you – I'll ask you and then you, you can ask me. When, people, yeah. when you do the Ironman and you do marathons and ultramarathons, one of the first things people ask you is why? So what, what's your answer to that? It's like, Clive, why do you do endurance? Why do you want to run for 102 kilometers? Yeah, it's a, my wife's been asking me that a bit recently too because it's a, it's definitely put the challenge in at home in the last four or five weeks where I'm having to train hard and long and just being away for a long time. But at the heart of it is I know that I'm at my best when I'm running a lot and when I've got something big outside of work to focus on. And when I say big outside of work to focus on a physical event, something that I can anchor myself into the future on and something that keeps me looking forward. So if I go back to our first lockdown here in Auckland in New Zealand back in sort of April, May, I struggled. You know, there was massive pressure at work. There was pressure at home, that balance of having the kids at home. Uh, We had an au pair that returned to Germany and and life just changed. As you know, you guys are Mm -hmm. into your third right now. And I just wasn't showing up great. And, you know, from, from a self-awareness perspective, I was able to catch that. And I know I'm at my best when it's early in the morning, when I've been for a run, when I'm out of my comfort zone, when I'm working with a great team, and when I've got something that's putting pressure on and keeping me honest. And I just said to myself, I need something like that to anchor me looking forward. And I signed up to this event. And I probably could have signed up to the 50K or something a little bit shorter. But in chatting with a mate, he was up for it. And uh, we thought we'd do the 102. So I do it because it's an important part of helping me do a great job every day. And that's not just a, that's not just a professional job. That's personally in my life as well. It helps me show up well. It helps me turn up with the right attitude. And it just helps me make sure that I stay forward-looking and optimistic. So that's what it's like for me. I, I don't know. Is it similar for yourself? Oh, yes. Uh, one of the biggest, if you'd have said to me five years ago in 2016, Ricky, you're going to be doing endurance sports. <laughs> Ricky, you're going to do a 10K. I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't have thought that was physically possible for me. Um, and I found myself, it's when I started doing self-development you know, for myself and studying it and starting to try and 
uh, bring self-development to others. I find myself using this quote a lot, lean into discomfort. Yep. And I kind of realized I was never doing it. I was going to the gym and doing what I normally do in the gym and teaching my classes, which physically weren't, you know, challenging for me, if, it, if we use that term. Yep. And how, how did it start? It started with the idea, and I'm still going to do this. I just kind of got back into swimming after 10, 15 years of a nice little rest tapered off for 10, 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I have this ambition. I'm, go- I'm going to swim the Irish Channel. So from Northern That's Ireland awesome. to Scotland. How far um, is it? It is 21 miles in a straight line. Wow. wow. Um, but obviously with the currents, it can be anything yeah. from 25 to 35 miles. That is amazing. Um, and I was, I was going to do that in 2020. And you know the, the rule, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yes. So I was spending all this time in the pool and I was swimming with these guys and girls who all do triathlon. I was like, yeah. oh, maybe, maybe I'll do a triathlon. I can, I can ride a bike. I, you know, I, can, I can run 5K at the yeah. time. And then yeah. it just got the hunger. So, okay, what's the, what's the Olympic distance? And they told me, I said, what's a half Ironman? Now I'll go and do an Ironman. So that's a long way of me of saying I ended up, I've put the swim back until after the Ironman because it'll require nice. a different dedication. I'll do the full yeah. Ironman, hopefully, this year in August. Awesome. Um, so this is actually meant to be week one of 30. Um, and it started well? Um, no, not really. <laughs> I can't. Why? So uh, because um, this pesky coronavirus, COVID, uh, I was just focusing a lot of running. So I got a little okay. calf pull last week. I say this is meant to be week one. And there's meant to be four runs. I couldn't commit the four runs. Oh, no, really. Yeah, it's so frustrating, eh? Yeah, and it, it's so cold here in Scotland. Yeah. Like, it's, it, you have to build up to get into that sea. You know, it's like five, yeah. six, seven degree yeah. water. And then even being out in the bike, it's icy roads. So yeah. it, it hasn't started well. And I have it on good authority um, that have it on good authority. Like, I, I know people. Um, I've heard that maybe the gyms here won't be opening until, like, mid-March, April. Wow. And yeah. kind of like, okay, so that's, and I'm, maybe you can relate to this attitude as well. It's kind of like, okay, right, I'll be 20 weeks out. When's my cutoff point? And in my head, I'm like, as long as I have 15 weeks. You can do I, it. I can build up in 15 weeks. Yeah, and I, but I think there's something in that too, is also how you hold yourself accountable so that you don't, you don't exit. You know, you don't find reasons why you don't go ahead and get this goal done. Because, yeah. you know, you talk about leaning into discomfort. I'm exactly the same. You know, if I look back on my life personally and professionally, I've had the biggest learning growth opportunities. I've, I've advanced the most as an individual when I'm in uncomfortable situations or when I'm totally out of my comfort zone. And for me, I actually know that that's one of my triggers is when I'm feeling comfortable, I've got to do something to shake that up. And that helps me get my mind back in the game and it helps me just show up better. So that's exactly why I do it. Mm -hmm. And um, it actually helps me just be a better person. So it's important in terms of the things that I commit to and what I put my time into to make sure that it helps me show up and have a bigger impact on others. Because like I said at the start of this, that's what gets me out of bed is helping other people. And there's something about when you're, running or on the bike for a long time on your own or even in the water even more so uh, i guess i could say see those conversations you have like you have some yeah. of the best ideas when you're just on your own putting in the miles 
Yeah, you do. And and you've got so much time to think. You know, I did a I did a 62k run on Saturday and um it was just under seven hours and it was a lot of time on my own. I did the whole thing on my own. I was gonna do it with a mate and he's got injured, so he's pulled out and uh, you know, I, I'm gonna run this run on my own. So I'm gonna train on my own some of these longer events too to make sure that I'm mentally tough. And you do, you have lots of time to think. I love running as well because it's like my mindfulness. You know, I can come back from a run maybe a, a, a 10k run, eight to 10k run. And my head is just clear. I feel yes. sharp. I've, I've, I've been able to answer some of those challenging things that I was just really struggling to make sense of. And I'm feeling great. Okay. It's those endorphins, but also the clarity of mind, which is why I run. And that's why I absolutely love it. What's, uh, what's your playlist when you're running? I've got a mix. I've got okay. a real mix, you know, and um, I've just started creating an ultra playlist that is just stuff and songs that I hear I mean I it's, it's moments you know it's, it's things that help give you inspire and put that fire in your belly you know I had I had a really tough week last week personally I had to go to a friend and a colleague's funeral and there was this lady that died just way too young she mm-hmm. she was 44 years old and she um, she lost her battle with bowel cancer and you know it had happened extremely quickly over three and a half months and sitting there and amongst a group of friends and other colleagues that we worked with alongside, you know, it was a real reminder. And there were a few songs that were played at the funeral that just I hear now and they just inspire me and they Mm -hmm. just give me a reason to want to go out there and make sure that I live the best life I can. So, you know, I'm looking for inspiration from lots of different places right now and, you know, songs and music and especially over 102 Ks when it's going to take me, I don't know, close to 14 hours you're going to go to some really dark places. So having some music and some motivation to pick you up is going to be a massive part of it. You you said at the start um, that you were quite a competitive person. Um, And when I was preparing, let's just say, for this chat with you, I listened to the podcast you did with Lindsay, which was probably a year ago. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that the other day. Time's flown and the stuff that's happened between then and now, my gosh. And, and she, she asked you, what was your advice for her running her first marathon? And you asked yeah. her, um, what time are you, are you doing? Yeah. Well, it was, are you going for a time? She was, no, I just want yeah. to finish. And you said, no, go for a time. And it's just yeah. like, that's how competitive you are. What's your, your theory on that? On that? Just go for a time. Because it's about putting yourself out there. You know, I think if you put a, if you put a time out there or you put your goal out there, then others will hold you to account. Mm-hmm. you know there's no wiggle room there's no opportunity to get out of the hot seat or to find a reason not to do it because you've committed you've committed to yourself and you've committed to others and once you've done that for me I know I'm going to do it I'm not going to let anyone down I'm not going to say I'm going to do something and then not do what I said I'm going to do so from that perspective it's about just making sure you walk the talk well the thousands and thousands of listeners of the regular podcast will hold you to account because you said 14 yeah. hours for your yeah, under 2k yeah i'd like to do under 14 um if i if i did under 15 i would be okay with it uh, anything anything slower than that i'd be i'd be gutted um i'd like to do under 14 and the next couple of weeks you know we'll sort of really refine that time but under 14 would be would be a good time for me um if it had a 13 in it if it started with a 13 i'd be really chuffed 13th of February, you said? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 13th of February. Yeah. And the, the other good thing about that date is that's when Lindsay and I are getting our new dog. 
Yeah, I saw that. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so really we're, cute. We're very excited about yeah, your yeah, run on our dog. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll have to tune in and you'll have to follow. Yeah, definitely will. Definitely will. And speaking about following and speaking about uh, shaved head and beards, um, Keith and the crew just Oh, finished. they just got in two days yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. How good was 42 that? 42 days. Oh, just absolutely amazing. It was, it was really interesting because... And he rang me from uh, somewhere in their final day. They were 12 hours out and he called me from somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean. They were just arriving. He had four more shifts to do. And so they were about 12 hours away from reaching land. And I was 48 Ks into my training run on Saturday. And it was just the inspiration I needed. Oh, you know, wow. Yeah, it was wicked. I had I had you know 14 k's to go, and um, it was starting to hurt. And he called me, and he's sitting in his little cabin there in the one end of the boat, and <laughs> it was just awesome to hear his voice, you know. And he said to me, "I've got, I've got four more sessions of two hours to do, and I've already done 256." And you know, you just put it into context like that, and what I just—it's absolutely inspiring. I just love that stuff, and. Um, Really looking forward to hearing his stories when he comes back. And mm. you talk about thinking time and you talk about time in your head. I mean, yeah. that's just another level. So it's awesome to see them. And I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but um, yeah. yeah, they've definitely had a had a hard time at sea. It's been a, it's wow. been a challenging forty two days. I've, I've felt a little bit kind of guilty and almost like a glory hunter because the what the the gravity of what they were doing only really hit me in the last two weeks because I remember them starting mm. and then the reality, like we're in the middle of January and they still haven't finished. I'm like, and they're still going. They, they started so long ago. Like is it 12th of said? December. Oh, yeah. They started madness. 12th of December. It's, it's absolutely mad, but, but in defense, you know, for, for you and me and everyone else, like it's, it's pretty hard to actually put yourself in their position. You know, you, mm. it's just, it's such an extreme. It's something that, most of the population will never ever do and it's only a, a small few so to be able to relate is hard yeah but i think if you put it you know i was just watching the other day so i think you just had a 2k swim or you're doing a 2k swim in freezing waters you know oh, again wow. like stuff like that is it's uh, it's inspiring because the mental strength to do that let alone the physical need of having mm -hmm. to swim 2ks is um is something that inspires others yeah I don't. Um, I th how how far was it in total? Do you do you know the total distance? I just know it's the Atlantic. Uh, I thought it was three three thousand miles. Yeah. That's I think it was three thousand miles. It's a long time yeah. with three other people in a very confined a space very long as time well. in a tiny little boat. Really long time, you know, on so many levels, it's a yeah. challenge. <laughs> um, he's going to have some amazing stories, no doubt. Yeah, some stories probably not for you broadcast. Be, yeah, totally. <laughs> Definitely. We, we've almost kind of touched in this answer a little bit, but I always like to ask this on the on the pod. Um, mental health. What what does yeah. mental health and exercise mean to you? Yeah, it's it's really real. I think right now, if I think about how I've had to get my head in the game over the last twelve months, like nothing ever before. If I think about the way I've had to prepare and get myself up for moments or conversations with the team or just showing up right at home. I think mental health has something that's really come to the fore over the last 12 months. It's, a, it's mm -hmm. something that was less spoken about. And I think it's far more 
in the general public domain right now, which is just amazing. It's one of the great outcomes, I think, from what's happened and what the world's been through. Because the reality is, is we're all struggling with the potential to struggle with it at some level. And I think the ability to be able to acknowledge that and to understand what it means for you as an individual or for your loved ones or those around you and how you do something about it is something I'm most interested in. You know, I think you can talk about physical strength or physical fitness. You can talk about mental fitness in exactly the same way. So I think, how do you understand what the mental exercises are you need to do to stay fit? Because for me, what it then shows up like is resilience, which shows up an ability to be able to stay calm under pressure or keep urgent and not panicked or help lead a team or be a great dad. So mental health is something that I talk and think about a lot right now. And I think it's different for everyone, but being able to be self-aware about it and importantly, being able to do something about it when you can check yourself and you're not feeling great, I think that's the most important thing. That's a good answer. I like that. But it's important. You know, if I, if I think about at work across the world, across all of our teams, the number of people that are dealing with something extremely real and having to deal with that on a day-to-day basis on top of their day job, on top of being a mom or a dad or a husband or a wife, it's hard. And I think the ability for us as people to empathize with others and to understand what they might be going through and how you might help play a part in getting them out of that is important. You know, I think I sort of see it quite simply, which is you've got your today self and then your future self. And something that I find when I get flat or I'm feeling down, or I'm starting to feel like things are getting on top of me. I get stuck in the today self. And I think that the today self represents the future, but it doesn't. You know, that gap between today and the future are things you can control and mm-hmm. that you can make choices around. And if you change your actions or you change your behaviors, you get to a different place. Yeah. So it's about how identifying how you might create a set of behaviors or actions that get you out of that mindset when you're feeling down and start to look, have you looking forward? Lifting your head up and looking forward is something that I've really tried to focus on over the last 12 months. For anyone listening, you want to just go back the last two, three minutes and you want to write all of that down. So that's, that's powerful. Really, really powerful. I think it's different for, for everyone too, though, you know, because you know, I, I think everyone has different triggers and different behaviors that help them deal with things. I think a key part of it is that first notion of actually catching yourself and understanding yeah. that you've got something to deal with. That, that's and if what you're I up for that, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's, it's something you need to talk about. Yeah. So I think that's really powerful. I just talk about that whole self-awareness, you know, no know when you're flat um try to find out what triggered you to be flat and i'll talk about it a lot is what what are your anchors what are your daily anchors that lift you up you know for me it's my morning routine it's my morning coffee it's you know my morning walk or my morning workout they're my part of my daily anchors yeah and it's like i know when i miss them you know kind of the same way look most people can relate when you don't exercise for two or three days you might feel a bit flat it's because exercise actually does so much for your mental health it's it's not about the calories and the fat loss, et cetera, et cetera. I agree hundred percent. You know, that for me, the daily routine and um, the morning routine is, is vital. I know I'm at my best when I'm running or I've run in the morning. I'm, I'm, I'm good when I've exercised. I'm better when I'm running. 
but there's a few basic things I do as well. You know, when I wake up, it's just just sort of being present, understanding that like you wake up, you have a few deep breaths, you sort of connect with the day. I also try and be grateful for one or two things that um, has happened recently or soon to happen. And then the probably the last thing I do is I'm quite deliberate about connecting that with what I've got for the day ahead. So planning the day ahead in that moment around, okay, how do I connect how I feel now to some great outcomes today? So for example, I woke up this morning and I thought about this conversation we're going to have. And a key piece for me was when it's gone well, what has it felt like? What is the type of conversation we've had? What's the dialogue been? Because when you put it through the frame of it's going to go well, you then show up differently. The conversation you have, the word you use, the language that you use is different. And as a result, you get close to that good outcome. You, you, you create a successful outcome. So I try and be really deliberate about mm. everything, which sometimes can come across um, inauthentic to people. Um, right. And I have had that feedback from time to time. You know, if you're deliberate about things and people are aware of that, then they can challenge you and check you on that. But people that know me just know that that's not the case. And if they took the time to get to know me, they'd understand that it comes from 100% the right place of just wanting to help others. I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, I don't know. Do, do you remember the first time we met and had a conversation? No, I was, no, I was thinking about that. Eh? And I was like, I actually can't remember the very first time. When was it? It was... Oh. Rhodes, um, 2019, oh, yeah, okay. and Team UK had just come out of that meeting. Yes, and that meeting. Yeah. The, the next session was due to start in the main hall. Um, and Lindsay and I were walking down the, I was going to call it the aisle. Yeah, we were walking down the aisle, and there's hundreds of other people that are obviously ready to start. And you walked past us. And you just kind of smiled and said hello when we said hello. And you recognized us from being in that meeting because Lindsay and I said a few things. Um, and you asked us something to the effect of, how was that meeting for you? Or how did you think that went? And the three of us got into a conversation for about 10 minutes. So much so that the announcer man with all the costumes, can't remember his name, started, yeah, okay. doing, a, started doing a call out for you because you were meant to start the next session. And you actually spent the time with us, us, which actually delayed quite a lot of other people. But it meant a lot to me, it meant a lot to, to Lindsay and I. And that's just kind of backs up everything you've just said. You know, you want people to have that experience. You know, you show up. Yeah. It meant yeah. a lot to us. And, and, you know, the thing we were discussing was about team. And it was about how we help the team through a tough time and tough situation. Mm -hmm. So for me... It is the most important thing. Yeah, and that's interesting. I am. I'm. I'm glad you've been able to relay that and replay it. It's awesome to hear. Yeah, I suppose that leads us into Les Mills. We can chat a bit yeah. about Les Mills now. Um, yeah. I, the first thing we want to talk about is the grit module that you did, but I'm going to come at it from a different way because when we Google Clive Les Mills, this is what comes up before anything else. Clive did a grit module. This comes up like four or five times in Google's hits. Random. Right. So we as instructors have this little kind of Sophie's choice when we turn up to a class, like to take part in a class. It's like, do we tell the existing instructor that we are an instructor? So the question is, when you turned up for your grit IMT, did the trainer know you were, in fact, the CEO? 
Yeah, because we did it as a team, actually. So right. um, we had we had Tal and Ben Main uh, taking us through the module, mm-hmm. and we had organized it as a team. So one of the things I wanted to try and make sure we as a business here in Auckland did was putting and creating situations where all of our team could get closer to our instructors, closer to our trainers, and actually experience our products firsthand. So we made and created these opportunities where people could do IMTs and do module trainings so that they could, one, go through that self-development opportunity and growth curve themselves, but also experience our product and get to know some of our trainers firsthand. So this was one of those we've done and continue to do four or five a year. And um, there were about there were about 20 of us doing it. And it was just amazing. It was absolutely amazing. You know, I've been... I've been at Les Mills now for three years mm-hmm. and um, I joined because I just wanted to get back into an industry I was more passionate about and, I, and I'm passionate about fitness and I'm passionate about physical and, and mental health and well-being. So being able to actually experience one of our products firsthand and the discomfort, you talk about leaning into that, the discomfort of having to coach your teammates and really put yourself out there in front of them was just an awesome learning opportunity too. And I've absolutely loved it. Um, I'd like to do another one. I'd like to do a cycling one. Um, mm. Probably something I'll do at the end of this ultra. So hopefully later this year. Yeah, it makes sense for you and what you know you do. What we do exactly. Yeah. Um, so for, first, Les Mills question is because this is what people are here for. What is the Les Mills question you get asked the most? Yeah, I think at the moment the question's all around. Well, what is Les Mills doing to innovate? Or what is uh-huh. Les Mills doing to stay relevant? Or you know, what is Les Mills doing to make sure that they can get through this really tough time? And the thing that we've been able to do over the last 12 months, the thing I feel the most proud about is how fast we've been able to change. You know, uh-huh. I understand there's some people that around the world think maybe we haven't changed fast enough or we haven't done the right things. And you know you're always going to have that. You're always yeah. going to have haters or you're going to have people that have a point of view. And we get out of bed every day to make sure that we really serve our customers, our clubs, our instructors, the end member better. And everything we've done through this pandemic has been about helping the business show up as well as it can and better serve those customers, better serve those members, better serve and connect with those clubs and instructors. So I'm most proud about the things we've been able to bring to the front over the last 12 months. And that's probably been the question I get asked the most and no doubt will be the question I continue to get asked the most. But I'm not sure it's always the most important question. I think it's just top of mind for a lot of people. And I'm always happy to answer it because I think we've got some really Mm. great, exciting things to chat about right now. Well, the next question I have is then, what is the most important question? Like, what, what question do you wish you were asked more? I, I think I'd love to be asked more around the, the real deep, meaningful things we're doing to help people or help our business be more inclusive or more diverse or bringing new people into the industry that might would never have chosen fitness before. You know, if I think about the commitments we've made around diversity and inclusion, and equality as a whole in terms of trying to inspire and be a role model for people from all walks of life, from all backgrounds, from all countries. I think that's something that helps us as a business really be of the future and looking forward. 
And I would love to be asked more about that because it's something that is really important to me. And I believe it's something that's really important to our business. And I think it's really important for the industry in particular to make sure that we continue to look forward and we go to places that we haven't necessarily been in the past. Because if we don't change as an industry, we're not going to be attracting the best people into it. We're not going to be a place of great talent. We're not going to be a place that people want to stay around. And I want to make sure that as an industry, we are something that people choose because they're inspired to be a part of it. Yeah, there, there's a lot in that, which I, I can see, and, and you know, and how Les, Les Bells have behaved in the last you know, six months, especially. And you, you yeah. can see that fast uh, evolution, yeah. especially speaking from the trainer point of view, like the idea this time last year, the idea that we'd be doing online module training, online workshops, online streaming in any capacity, it was just completely alien. And we've managed to do it, as you to do it, as you say. And do it extremely well. Yeah. yeah the, I think about some of the experiences I've seen and how you run those sessions. They're amazing. You know, the, the experience is great. Yes, it's not live. We get that. But it is an awesome alternative as well. And it makes it more accessible. I'm going to jump into my phone because, as as I said, I asked a few people some like what questions yeah. you have. Now a lot of them along the same lines. Um, yeah. So again, this is a standard question that we, we get so often: is what new programs are coming? When? What can you tell us? Yeah, I mean, I I don't have anything I would share today without us taking <laughs> them away. But we but we are working on programs all the time. Like I've got a session later today that is looking at a program that is being developed and watching the team go through it and just having a conversation about it. So there is ongoing development around products and programs all the time. You know, we've got a gym up the road. We've got 12 gyms in New Zealand where we can actually test and get these products into market and actually test them in an environment. So we've got a really strong program development process. We are confident that we have the programs, we have the people, and we have the science as well as the art and craft to continue to make world-leading products. And we're going to continue to do that. So I think, you know, if you are a part of Les Mills or want to be a part of Les Mills, it's going to have an exciting future. And I think that's probably the most important thing for instructors and clubs and other people to hear because we are committed to that. We're committed to creating a better future. We commit, we're committed to creating a fitter planet and the product through which we do it will keep advancing. This one's cool. Mm. So I'm going to try and paraphrase it. I don't think I can. The impact of digital has witnessed technology move toward forward at the rate of five years in the last 10 months. Yep. Step forward another five years. What do you think the venue fitness experience will look like? Yeah, I mean, I think there's so many people talking about this, but it's going to be a hybrid model. We know that. Yes, digital yeah. has jumped forward three to four years. We've seen it in our business. You talked about one example there with online IMTs. We've taken our group fitness management online. We, we, we've done so much digital educational experience now that you can access that we never had before, which means that our business and our products are far more accessible. So yes, absolutely, it's jumped forward. But I'm also a firm believer that the live experience will always be the pinnacle. Firm believer of that. You know, the, the reason I was looking forward to today was connecting with you. The next best thing would be doing it in person. 
And when we can do that and when we can get people back together to actually experience that love and connection in a group environment, that's when I really think you see the power of it all coming together. So I don't believe it's one or the other. I think it's both. I think it's about making sure you have an awesome live experience and digital is going to complement it. And it gives you the ability to keep fitness central in your life around your busy life because you can choose to do it when you want. So I think you'll see it coming back together. One of my big things, one of my yeah. big values is helping instructors. Um, helping? That, that's one of, that's why I'm a trainer. That's why I wanted to be a trainer. I wanted to, to be the guy who stands up and teaches instructors how to teach. And now so much more it's evolved into so many other things, whether it's, you know, personal development coaching, fitness, business coaching, that sort of thing. Um, yep. This is where me summarizing this question is, you know, what, what more can we do as, as Les Mills to help the instructor? I kind of think like out with, you know, that's how you teach grit. That's how you teach body pump. Yeah, I think coaching and education is key. I, I think right now what we as Les Mills can do more of is also help inspire instructors through a time when they're really doing it hard, you know, around the world. But if I if you use the UK as example, you know, there are instructors that haven't taught for a very long time. Yeah. And 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 that's and that's extremely sad. And that's a reality of what so many of you are dealing with. So I think we can help by connection. I think we can help by inspiration. I think we can help by bringing the inspiration and the motivation to help people understand that this is a moment in time that we will absolutely get through. So we've been looking at how we might bring Les Mills instructors together. And we've been working hard to create a moment in which we can host an event, an event specifically for instructors around the world that is live streamed. An event that's going to be used to bring to life our quarter one releases. And this event that we will host and hold is on the 28th of February. The event is open to all Les Mills instructors. And like I've said, it's ultimately about creating a connection moment. It's about creating inspiration, providing a moment of inspiration. And it's also about giving you an opportunity to feedback. Is this something that you see as being useful or something that has provided value? And I think, like I've said, it's a moment just for us all to look forward to. Registrations for this open later this week on the 5th of Feb. And so that live streaming of that masterclass or that program that you just absolutely love or that live Q&A with Glenn or with Erin or whoever it might be to help you get deeper education hopefully can be something that anchors you into the future and understands that you can still have something to look forward to in this industry or as part of this business. You know, I, I think the other thing is we've also got to continue to challenge ourselves to bring products to life that digitally help you get back teaching or getting get back in front of your members. So if I think about this hybrid solution called Les Mills Content that we've just launched, a big part of that is being able to give over 100 workouts to clubs so that they can pre-record live streams with their instructors to create their own catalog of library of video classes so that instructors can get teaching again, be recorded doing that, and clubs can use it to stay connected with their members. So, so I think there's, there's that continuous challenge you can bring to us to help get you as instructors 
inspired and motivated. And then I think the other thing you can do is just keep challenging us, keep asking the hard questions, because it is important that you keep us honest, because we do want to be making sure we're doing the right thing. Here's why I love Les Mills content. Because I've always said, Les Mills demand, on demand is brilliant. But Inverclyde Leisure Centre, which is just down the road from us, they, they don't care about Erin teaching a class or Rachel teaching a class. No, they they care about uh, Lindsay. It was a different Lindsay teaching a class and Ashley teaching a class because yep. they are the instructors. And yes. Les Mills content does what Leisure Facility promises to do and they create that connection between the staff and the members because that's how gyms operate yep and and now they can now they can record Lindsay using les mills content and they can create their own library of on-demand videos and their members can connect with Lindsay again and and can make sure that they keep that love for fitness going and that they keep their members inspired and they keep you getting off the couch through this really tough time and then when we get through this moment and gyms reopen you will go back to the gym and you will go into a live facility and you might do both but the important thing is is that you've stayed in love with fitness and you continue to stay active and you're going to be better for it um, I've got a, a light in the mood conversation now. This, yes. this, is, this is from Fiona. Uh, Fiona is based in the very north of Scotland, where it is permanently cold, even in the summer. Where, where is she cold. from? Um, she's now based in Inverness. Okay. Yeah. And she asked for an idea for Smart Bar version three. Can yes. we add a preheat function? Oh, yeah, I can imagine it gets extremely cold up there or just some really thick gloves. Yeah, because she, she's training in her garage right now. And it's just yeah, it's so, freezing. yeah. So she had to do grit cardio this morning because the bar was too cold. To oh, hold wow. <laughs> freezing. He's like, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll give it to our um, equipment innovation team and uh, ask them to look into it. But there can be a preheat function for the bar. It's hot through the hands. Yeah. Um, another question here, it's about Les Mills On Demand, um, and it's kind of related back to the question that I kind of skipped about like stats and figures. Um, Les Mills On Demand, obviously a very, very busy platform right now. Um, roughly, do you, do you know offhand how many users, how much usage it gets? Yeah, I mean, we, we've jumped forward three to four years, just like that yeah. question that was talked about earlier. If I think about our business plan, you know, we've now got hundreds of thousands of people using it um, mm-hmm. every single day across across the whole world. One of the things we were able to do right at the start of lockdown back in March, April around the world was actually give Lesmos On Demand free to clubs and instructors and everyone else for 60 days. And that was just about getting people active. But to do that, we had to turn Lesmos On Demand in, in pretty much all countries we could. So we were only live in 13 countries at the time, and we're now live in about 115. Mm-hmm. So we've had to do a lot of work in the background to enable that. But you know, Lesmos On Demand is extremely busy right now because of the demand for at-home fitness. Something we have seen, though, which is interesting and might be of interest for your listeners, is in New Zealand, what we found is as gyms have come out of lockdown, there's people that found Lesmos On Demand that weren't a member of our gym that is now that are now members of our gym. Yeah. Or people saw Lesmos On Demand. We actually, we had Lesmos On Demand on our TV One channel for a few weeks. And mm-hmm. some people got into that doing Lesmos On Demand classes and then joined the gym when gyms mm-hmm. reopened. So 
I think it's a perfect example to that question you put to me earlier about that hybrid model of how does live and digital work together? Yeah. And I don't believe it's one or the other. I think it can grow the industry as a whole. And I don't know, Ricky, what you think about Nike at Nike Plus and Apple Fitness. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you th- what you what you think about that, but. Apple fitness launching, competition is great because it gets you out of your comfort zone. It puts some challenge. But I think the thing that's most important about it is it's going to grow the industry. It's going to bring more people into fitness. And I guarantee you some of those people might come into the industry or start working out using Apple fitness. And then they'll see other examples. They might come across Les Mills and then they'll choose us because we know we can do a better job of the experience or the workout or what 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 it might be. And mm-hmm. I think that's just another example of how digital actually grows the pie. And then we as industry professionals, fitness professionals, people working in the industry have an opportunity that we didn't have before. Simon Sinek talks about worthy rivals rather than your competitors. Because when you look at a competitor, it's a very closed mindset. I must yeah, I like beat that. them because yeah, of... I must get the finish line first. Whereas yeah, if you look at like a worthy it. worthy rival, you can actually yeah. learn from each other and push each other on. Um, yeah, I really like that. That's wicked. It's, yeah. um, it's, mind, it's a mindset shift, isn't it? Yeah. It's very much about seeing it as the opportunity and then going, okay, this is a good thing for me if I lean into it. And how do I actually advance myself or my business as a result of it? So that, that's how we're looking at it right now. You know, So, so to go back to your question on Lesmos On Demand, it's an exciting platform for us, but Lismo's content is going to be an exciting platform for us. Mm. And then live fitness experiences when gyms reopen are going to be an exciting platform for us. And, you know, we're still talking very vocally that live is always the pinnacle. You know, live will be the pinnacle because we're, we're humans at the end of the day. And we really, we crave that social connection. Speaking of live, when you yep. were on the podcast this time last year, yep. with Lindsay, we were speculating about Les Mills Live London. And Which was going to happen in and, November last and year. And you wanted me to headline it with Body Combat 46. I thought it was Jan, though. I, I can do both. I mean, if I have to do Jan, to do Combat 46. <laughs> can you? I'm not so Rachel sure. and Dan are so up for it. Like, ask them the next time you see them. I will. I will. <laughs> They're actually heading off today to film our next quarter. Um, so we're straight back into filming. Um, so, yeah, when, when I see them, when they're back at the end of the week, I will put it yeah. to them. Ricky Long, Body Combat 46. They'll they'll know exactly what you mean. They might eye roll, but that just means... They probably will eye roll. Yeah. But, but, but wouldn't it be awesome, seriously, to be having a conversation about, you know, the next Lesmos Live? Um, and, uh, yeah. and a global event you know i think what we're going to i mean there's a reality that this year is going to be tough to do that mm-hmm. next to impossible to be able to do a lesmos live somewhere but what we can do and what we're working towards is another an international live streamed event and um, we think we can do that on scale we think we can do it around the middle of the year a little bit like we had the global summit you know we want to do a um, united gathering and we want to be able to use it to showcase our latest quarterly releases we want to be able to use it to also inspire people around the world and um, man we just had an awesome experience back last year where we did that yes it was digital and yes it wasn't Mm -hmm. quite the same but it's going to be the next best thing and um, and then when borders reopen again whether it's back end of this year early next we absolutely will be looking for that first opportunity to get our next live locked in yeah If, if geography borders and money was no object 
yeah. where would you want to if and you could only do one Les Mills live yeah. where would it be where in the planet? I mean that's that, that's a that's a that's a that is a tough one I, I think the reality is is we were looking at doing something in Europe um, specifically uh-huh. London and the UK because we hadn't done something there for a long time and we actually hadn't done a filming there so we felt like there was an opportunity to do a first and to make it extremely special. Yeah. And if that opportunity coming around again at some point, then we're going to be looking at it. You know, we're, we're, in the, we're in the content business as well as making sure we're bringing motivation and inspiration to people's lives. And our focus and obsession around creating world-class content as a business is something we will never lose. So being able to do that in unique locations with amazing people is something that's going to be really important to our future. Good answer. London's a good answer. Belfast would have been better. Um, but Belfast we'll, might have been a challenge, but we'll put it on the list. <laughs> uh, I'm very conscious of time. Um, oh, I know. I'm good. I'm good. We always go under the stock questions. I know you like a good read. You like a good book. Mm. Um, mm. Good books. Have you read, listened to recently? What would you recommend yeah. for? So, so, so it's not a book, but one of the podcasts I've started listening to very recently, and I've been doing it off the back of um, training for this ultra, uh, is a podcast called Finding Mastery. And it's this gentleman that just talks to different people from different professions about how they have excelled at what they do or importantly how they have overcome challenges within what they do to be as good as they are so i've really enjoyed that finding mastery and um, I, I listened to an awesome one over the weekend about a middle distance runner that went to the olympics and how she suffered and dealt with depression and how she kept at the top of her game being an athlete and just the challenges of that. So I, I would recommend that. One I always go back to that I've actually read a couple of times. Both of these books I've read a couple of times because I really enjoy them. One is called American Icon. And okay. it's about the turnaround of Ford and how a, a family business that um, is a global business and one of the world's biggest, the challenges it went through and how an individual came into that business and turned it around and led it to something that it definitely wasn't on the track to achieving. And then another one, which is all about self-awareness that I would recommend is called Search Inside Yourself. Mm. And Search Inside Yourself is, it's written by an engineer actually. So it's quite rational. It's not fluffy. It has some real specifics with tangible outcomes that I think anyone could take and put into action tomorrow about being more self-aware or what that self-awareness might then lead to. So those would be two books that I would recommend. If you're into business type books, there's one called Exponential Organizations um, that I read about six months ago. And it's all around how do you 10x the performance of your business by following new age principles, by flattening the structure, by by bringing a different mindset to how you lead, by changing your value proposition, whatever it might be. So exponential organizations is a is a good one too. Just a, a few with a bit of a range. I know that last one, that's in my uh, audible list. Oh yes. You know, yeah. my wish list. Yeah, yeah. I haven't quite yeah, downloaded yeah. it yet. I know you like a good documentary as well. We were messaging around the time of uh, The Last Dance when it first came out, Michael Jordan. Oh, absolutely loved it. Yeah. Loved it. And I, um talk about playlists, like the playlist on that is just awesome as well. Yeah. 
Uh, I, really I need cool. to watch it again because I, when I grew up, basketball wasn't in my radar at all. So I knew Michael Jordan was big, but I didn't get it. So when I was watching that documentary, I was fascinated by the game, fascinated by him playing. Yeah. So if, yeah. I know I need to watch it again. If you watch it again, so much more. Yeah, you might then start to see some of just the leadership challenges, the teamwork, the camaraderie, yeah. you know, the coaches and how the coach showed up. Oh, there's just so much in there. It's awesome. I absolutely uh, loved it. That's so good because like, he, he was quite a bastard at times. He was quite... like He was a competitor. Yeah, he was, he was just so like, single-track-minded. Yeah, and, and that's why he was great. And that's why he is legendary in terms of what he's been able to achieve. And you take some of those learnings and you go, okay, well, man, those decisions, those choices that he made helped him achieve, achieve the outcomes he delivered. You can understand why. Mm -hmm. uh, weird obsessions. Do you mm. have any weird obsessions that isn't running? 84 kilometers a weekend yeah I, I, th I think one of my weird obsessions are shoes um i used to work oh, yeah? at nike and uh, and i just love shoes love footwear okay. and i've just got you know so many pairs do you have our jordans um i do yeah i have yeah. a shattered, shattered <laughs> backboard backboard air jordan ones um so i've got i've got quite a few pairs of shoes it's definitely a weird obsession and then just a random one right now a weird obsession a craving i have a shortbread I don't know what it is, but man, I just I just can't eat enough of it with all my training. And I know it's bad and I know it's not helping me, but it's definitely obsession right now. Nah, and you're in sports, listen to your body. It's just obviously because you're so depleted. <laughs> so depleted exactly. of sugar and glycogen. Get it in. Yeah, tell me about it. Nutrition when you're running. Do you eat mm. nibble, yeah. gels, liquid? Yeah, I, I, a mix. You know, like when you're doing a half or a marathon, it's normally gels and and then for something this long, you need to be getting solids into you as well. So it's just bars and um, croissants are pretty good. Oh, yeah. Pretzels, all the salt. Um, a lot of people eat like just potatoes. I tried baby food for a couple of yeah. rounds, you know, mm -hmm. just in those squeeze pouches and they were just disgusting. It was uh -huh. terrible. So I, I moved off that. But um, what I'm using at the moment are gels, bars, croissants and pretzels. Oh, one um, of the one of the other obsessions I have actually um, was Haribo's. When, yeah. I, when I lived in the UK, man, I could just I could literally eat a bag of those lollies a day, <laughs> and and still are obsessed with them. Uh, that is one of uh, Lindsay's most treasured secrets. She um, she should basically have shares in Haribo. The amount of Haribo that girl can go through. No, so good. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Um, we'll round it off. Uh, what is there any question, any topic that you want to finish on that I should have asked? Uh, any message that you have for for the listeners? Oh no, I think just thank you to you. You know, I, I really enjoy the connection we have, and you know, the challenge you keep putting back to me and to the business to keep us honest. I think that's <laughs> important, and the tough questions you ask and. You know the way you go about doing it is is appreciated. So so thank you very much, and thank you for having me. And I mean, I think for for your listeners, just given that there is such a a large percentage of them being instructors and fitness professionals and part of the Les Mills community, is thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for being a part of it with us. You know, we are committed to you, and we are committed to creating a better future. And as a business, we are in a very strong position right now. We've been able to make some change to our business and we've been able to 
change our product and our proposition. And we have an offer now and we have a place in the industry that we believe will help us be successful into the future because you know we've got a 50-year experience in our business and we're able to now look that forward and shape a future that's going to be brighter as a result of it. So thank you for choosing us and thank you for being a part of it. And please keep challenging us. We, we understand that we don't always get it right. We understand that there are things you might not like and you would like to see change and keep challenging us on that change, but understand that we get out of bed every day to do the right thing, the right thing for you and the right thing for the industry, because it's important that we continue to evolve as a company and we're committed to that. Here, here. Uh, we'll round it off. What, what's next for you today? Like what's, uh, you said you were going to some meetings today. Yeah, so so we're, we're planning next year. Um, our, 22 financial year which starts in april so we've got a board meeting on um friday our time friday new zealand time thursday your time and we've got to start to present some numbers for next year which which is an important moment because it's pretty hard to predict next year let alone <laughs> after that right now with the changes that we keep going through so there's a lot of work and there's a story we're we're shaping around that which is important uh, we've got a senior team meeting later this afternoon, uh, which will be which will be great. Um, and I think the big thing for me right now, you come back into the business after a break, is just trying to connect with people as well and make sure that you show up and you're understanding just how people are feeling and what are they dealing with and how might you be able to help them just feel better about the year ahead or get their head into the right space and really feel excited about the impact they're going to make here at Les Mills and also in the industry. So every year, every year, every day is, is exciting. Every day there's something quite different. And that's what I love about this job. You know, I, I wanted to become a CEO because you have an opportunity to play left and right across a business. You know, you're not just functionally focused on sales or marketing or technology. You have an ability to be across it all and create a, a world-class team. And that's what I'm most excited about. So today's a part of that. Excellent. Clive, thank you so much for coming on, giving up your morning, giving up your your, your time and, and so much knowledge. It's been absolutely fantastic to have you on. I look forward to uh, you completing your ultra marathon. Thank you. We'll have, we'll yeah, have a chat. Maybe after that, uh, when I get closer to Ironman time. Um, what, um, what date is yours? August, you said? August 15th. Um, okay. I've heard a whisper that um, like sport events like this in the UK and Ireland won't run except for like elite athletes. So oh, I've really? heard that whisper, but like I said, it's just a whisper. I can't control that. All I can do is what I'm doing, you know, at the moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, you know, only only time will tell. But I've kind of decided in the head is that I'm going to do it anyway on that date. Yeah, you should. Yeah, and um, and I and I've had the same same thoughts myself eh, about mine because you now we had a, we had a case one case of community transmission uh, two days ago. Yeah. And like whoa! If we go back into lockdown, what does that mean? You know and I'll just, I'll, I'll do it myself yeah. on a day. And uh, yeah, you just have to, you know, you've got to control what you can control and um, understand that some stuff is going to happen and just deal with it. Yeah, so yeah, I think I'll, I'll be doing it anyway, whether it's just, you know, around the block, if we're only allowed five kilometers from the house, I'll just have to do it like that. <laughs> many, many laps yeah. and swim, swim out front. Well, th thanks for taking the time to chat. It's been awesome as always. And um, let's do it again sometime. 
You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Podcast, Ricky Long, Clive Ormerod. We're like best mates now. If you liked it, leave a review. Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. And take a screenshot, stick it on your social media. That really, really helps me. And if you remember my passionate rant at the start, it can also help other group fitness instructors the group fitness industry in general. So that was me, that was Clive Ormerod, and that was a podcast. We have been in your ears, inside your face, inside your head for the last hour and 20 minutes. Hope you loved it, hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you have a great day, and I'll see you on future episodes of the Ricky Long Podcast. You are listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.